0: Imagine Taylor Lautner coming out and being like, um, I'm the Joker.
1: <laughs> 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 Pulls
2: off the Batman, like the Mission Impossible where you style been,
3: mask. <laughs> just runs out. The <laughs> <That's mouth. true>. <laughs> no! <laughs>
0: he peels off on a motorcycle and he's just yelling, yes. I'm the
3: Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would give anything to see that version of the Batman. Hmm. Uh, <laughs>
4: How many episodes this is it going to be until you stop complaining about the UI changes? I'm never going to stop me. complaining about again. UI
3: changes. Yeah. How dare you imply otherwise?
4: What is this, YouTube? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. I am Blue, and as always, I'm joined by Red. I got a
2: full mug of coffee to get me through this, and I'm already halfway through it, so I think I miscalculated.
4: Bad sign. And we are joined <laughs> today by a special guest, Mr. Armando Torres um, from Funhouse. Thank you so much for joining us
0: hey, I got a full glass of ayahuasca to get me through this, and I'm halfway through
4: it, so I'm, <laughs>
0: I think I might need to go fly a dragon somewhere.
4: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm halfway through my cup of Thai tea, so maybe we're all actually screwed today.
2: we mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> We're going into this Q&A dry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well it' like going
4: off of that as fast as possible um for for those of us who are not familiar with uh, with your Armando or funhouse could you introduce yourself to our to our, our uh, I was gonna say lovely audience but if, if they don't know your work then they're not then they're not that lovely hey.
0: yeah I would say that there is probably no need because I am a legendary superstar whom everyone <laughs> is familiar with uh, but in case you're you've been in a I don't know in a in a daze for the last several millennium um, my name <laughs> my name is Armando Torres I work with a company called funhouse and rooster teeth and I am a general idiot for the company <laughs> I mean I, I don't really know a better way to describe it I've been talking with them actually about my job description lately and they're like what do you what do you do and I was like well I do everything poorly so uh, you know I'm on camera I produce content uh, I'm a writer uh, sometimes an editor Um, I make music for them, I I do a whole bunch of stuff and it's a really fun company to work for. We make uh, internet video games. and wait no wait we make video game internet content ah there we go there we go internet
2: videos about games (laughs) bungie's
0: about to snap
4: you guys up in a nanosecond
0: (laughs) (laughs) and uh on top of that we make a bunch of other video content for uh nerd culture tabletop role-playing stuff and uh yeah and now i am here to do this show because i am a big fan of y'all and this is a very (laughs) fun experience for me
4: Yay! This is this is great for us as well. We we love your work. The the first video that I saw you on on Funhouse, I'm like, oh my god, this guy rules. <laughs> 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 and and recently, I I should uh, should shout out um your your show uh, must be dice on Funhouse is so funny. I've been watching through. Uh, I'm currently part way through the bear fight. Um, great tabletop. Uh, show So excited to watch the rest of that we can talk uh, about that a little bit later. But yeah, um, yeah. as uh, the, the nominal description of, of this podcast, which we only ever barely follow, is a uh, post-show for some of the most recent OSP stuff. Uh, Red, you had a video uh, last week on the trope of lampshading.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, how, how'd that one go? <laughs> it was good. Sorry, my brain is a little stuck on, like, I feel like we need a new word for the phrase Renaissance Man because, like so many internet content creators that we know do like five million different things but like if you call bitch. them, a- yeah i guess that works uh- <laughs> yeah i'm out
0: here girl bossing
2: <laughs> um okay lampshading focus all right so uh yeah it was uh it was a fun one i'll be honest i was not expecting this one to do as well as it did uh because in my experience the uh the videos that get more attention tend to be the ones that people kind of already know something about so like they they see a name they recognize and they're like oh I want to see what this is about rather than like they see something they don't know about and they're like maybe later or something like that so like Medea outperformed like every other myth we've done in the last like five years uh, and Tokoyo and the sea monster I had a lot of fun with but almost nobody on the planet had heard of so so lampshading I wasn't expecting to really be that well known but it shot to number one of our like last ten videos in the first. 24 hours and it was still trending like 48 hours later
4: uh, wild
2: at at number 48 it was it was hanging on for dear life but uh yeah so i had fun with it and evidently other people also had fun with it which was pretty cool
4: Uh. yeah i uh i remember reading the script like would have been months ago and of Mm -hmm. course i I cleared it out of out of ram uh and then when i watched the video the other day i'm like oh wait this this is really good i I like this one a lot because i enjoy the ones that are like uh uh, a sneaky like history of media because you go back to like you know ancient Greece and the role of the chorus and stuff. So oh yeah, I uh, I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. It Thanks. was a good one.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that it sounds like an ancient form of gaslighting? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's odd because you'd think gaslighting would be the ancient form or like candlelighting maybe. Um, maybe I feel like the number of people who clicked on it with no idea what it was, but perhaps an incorrect idea of what it was, and then they watch through and they're like, oh, I got that wrong, but I guess I already clicked, so... I guess that could be... Hamlet,
4: of what dost thou speak? Verily thou hast not seen a ghost.
2: (laughs) I mean, genuinely, like, that is the plot, so... (laughs) Um,
4: I I think you're onto something, Armando.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that certainly makes sense. Um, I think that... uh, It was an interesting subject, and like you said, Blue, I do always like the ones that are sort of a deep dive into the history of media. Like, the first one of those that I really liked doing was the one about tragedy as a genre, because, like, there are so many think pieces from, like, the last 300 years where people are like, tragedy as a genre is over, and it's like, why? What's so special about you that you couldn't write Oedipus Rex, but again? (laughs) um, Like, the, the concepts that make tragedy work are fundamental, and there's no reason why they should change over time. Uh, and I sort of feel the same way about a lot of foundational elements of storytelling, like in this case, the fourth wall, and what it means to sort of lean on it. But as I was writing through the script, it's one of those cases where, like, I had all these notes on lampshading in media and what it means and how it can represent authorial insecurity, and I had all these dunks. And then when I started writing the actual script, I was like, let's talk about the fourth wall. Let's talk about the changes of media as a genre. Let's talk about how recent it is to be able to... Speak to an audience that can't actually see you in the moment, and it's it, then it was like three pages, so um, yeah.
0: <laughs> and we're talking to you, dear listener, out there sitting in your red shirt and your <laughs> fucking Toyota Celica or whatever. Uh, is that you. a real
2: car? <laughs> so, uh, I don't believe so. You, right now, Dave, anyway, yeah. So, Dave yeah.
0: Thomas sitting there. <laughs> Wait, that's the guy from Wendy's. You know what? Is I it? don't take it back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy. Um, anyway, uh, it, it, was, it was fun. I saw a few, uh, there was a little bit of confusion in the comments that I think was honestly because of me, because when I was using examples of bathos, a lot of those weren't technically lampshading. They were just bathos itself. Like when a character undercuts a dramatic moment with a little quip where it's like, I'm being humorously self-aware about this thing that we're doing. Like we're not even in mortal peril right now. Like that's... If you squint, you could argue that that's lampshading, but it's not directly lampshading. It's not the character being like a fight scene. I'm enjoying this choreography, which I honestly, I would love it if a movie did that, but uh, they don't I, do I
4: that. would love the Jackie Chan movie where he basically deadpools his way through it. Like, can you believe what I hit that guy with?
2: Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty funny. Um, but uh I gotta <laughs> I stop it's... dunking in age of Ultron so much. it's It's just too easy. I need to I need a better challenge well first
0: of all they're all bad movies all of the Marvel Mm. movies are terrible and uh my DMs are open come at me nerd this one's for you Dave I also I think it is funny that 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 concept of like Jackie Chan going like did you see how I hit that guy is how any normal human would do a real fight scene
1: yeah no absolutely
0: any normal human would hit a guy and immediately turn to his friends and go whoa did you see how I just kicked that guy's ass that was awesome
4: <laughs> I mean it's like, the next logical step after like Jackie Chan will punch a guy and then like go ow, 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 like you know yeah. uh, shake out his hands like it's it's only the next logical step yeah. in the progression
0: it's a lot actually, of martial
2: arts movies oh sorry go ahead
0: no I was just gonna say it's actually more logical because I mean think about any big uh, character arc defining moment in your life uh, you don't just like take it and hold on to it and be sweet about it now you just like pick up your phone and you text your friend you know like it's <laughs> yeah. everything that we do as humans actually undercuts the sincerity of human emotion yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i mean in order to communicate it on some level you are undercutting the uh the purity of the emotion that you experience but it does strike me that a lot of martial arts movies and stories in general seem to exist in an alternate universe where people are just constantly beating each other up in very intricate ways and it's not worth commenting on uh and i think that if that sort of thing happened in the real world there would be a certain amount of like yo i just hit that guy with a fridge door and then the freezer door (laughs) like (laughs) did you see that shit um I, I I'd do also think... love
4: to see the version of the Jackie Chan movie where it's just two of the mooks in the back of a fight. Like, they don't actually get up to go hit the guy, and then after, like, Jackie Chan gets away or whatever, they're like... Okay, I'm not chasing. You see he at the first fridge door <laughs> and the second one? No way. Fuck that. I'm out of here. That I feels love like that an, version of the movie too.
2: That feels like an old SNL skit from like when it was good. Uh like in, <laughs> in like they're just like you've just got fight noises happening and just got these two guys kind of like wiggling and shadow boxing like, "Yo, should we like get in there?" No, man. Are you kidding? Do you see what he just hit that guy with? Yeah, it was hit pretty us. crazy. I mean, picked up the whole armchair. Yeah. I'm I'm not touching that and then, like the guy kind of like leaves and it's like okay, all right, maybe if we like play dead, he will come back.
0: <laughs> I'd love to see a martial arts movie with realistic, like, anatomy, you know what I mean? Like, where mm-hmm. one guy gets hit in the head, the protagonist gets hit in the head once, and goes, oh, wow, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think I gotta go to oh. a
2: hospital. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, jump a little funny, and one of their knees goes, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, okay, hold, time out, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I
0: they, could never they, do they, oh. John Wick, because the other day I got up from lying down and hurt my back. <laughs>
4: Oh no. Um, I, yeah, the it's the alt Marvel cinematic universe where concussions exist.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah.
4: I, I yeah, I think um I think this does all loop back to lamp before we transition <laughs> onward. I think there's uh um there's a lot of like weirdness about how stories are constructed and there are other trope talks that have dealt with this, but I I like this one because it kind of gets to the core of like how do stories work fundamentally? Why do we tell them? Yeah. And are we secure enough to actually tell them or do we need to make fun of ourselves for telling them in the first place? And that's that's why I like this one.
2: Yeah, I saw a few people being like, I can't believe you got through this whole video without bringing up Deadpool. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't do easy baby mode for myself. I'm sorry I didn't use baby's first lampshading fourth wall break example.
4: Okay, <laughs> well. fucking amateurs. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to crumple up my notes here that I had for you
1: and <laughs> throw those away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Yeah, sometimes it's Maybe just Maybe Armando too is easy. Dave
4: this whole time on a burner account.
0: <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a funny joke that we're all making together. <laughs>
2: Jeez, okay. Um, well, I had fun with my video, but uh, the funny thing about Blue's video is that at time of recording, uh, it's not going up for another three days. <laughs>
4: Yeah, um, (laughs) such is life. But honestly, I've gotten really good at cold reading the reaction to my Rome videos because people are like, wow, Rome. And then some people are like, get new material. And then I do, (laughs) and then they don't watch those videos as much, which is weird. Uh, (laughs) 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 The lampshade uh, is replaced by the spice. But uh, no, I uh, I did have a lot of fun with this. This is a video on um, the Roman poet Virgil, who was basically the guy who made the entire concept of the Roman Empire, like, work, because early Roman literature was was cool. It was fun. They had, like, they invented the sitcom. Plautus and his comedies are really, really funny. Um They had, you know, oratory, which is admittedly kind of boring because it's, you know, the joke with Cicero is like, wait six hours to hear the verb. But the poetry of, of Virgil, I I found really interesting because I i had done some stuff with like the Aeneid for class and it's like, yeah, okay, you know, neat. And then I went back, you know, years later, I'm like, oh wait, oh wait, this is actually cool. So um <laughs> it was a, going to be just a video focusing on the Aeneid and then I was reading through some research and it's like, ah oh, I should really talk about the other two poems as well. Cause it's like the man wrote a gardening textbook that turned out to be like high-class poetry. And that's just impressive. So oh, I- yeah. uh,
2: All that good stuff about bees. Good stuff yeah. about tending bees. You ever
4: that's the wild. You ever
0: participate in a conversation where you know, like, you're too stupid to actually add anything to the conversation?
2: Constantly, <laughs> yeah. I'm like the token this... not history person when we have history people on.
0: <laughs> this is this is it for me. And also, I gotta let you know, it's not like I'm not trying. Currently, on <laughs> one of the podcasts I run, we're doing an examination of like early Rome and why it fits into Ooh. a bunch of other stuff. And uh, I don't know what you're talking about, dog. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Virgil is an interesting case because he wrote, like, the most famous bit of Roman literature in the modern day, which is the Aeneid, which is, like, the the unofficial threequel, you know, the Iliad, the Odyssey, and then, like, 800 years later, the Aeneid, uh, and it's cool, it's, I mean, you know, I have a video about it that's pretty old, I think it's still probably good, I haven't rewatched it in a while, um, But, uh, he also wrote, like, two other things, and then he died. Uh, like, pretty young, right? Uh... Yeah,
4: he actually, he was, um, he was born earlier than Augustus, so, so quick, quick O recap. Uh, boy is born and learns to be a lawyer, uh, around the time when Caesar gets assassinated, so he says, fuck that, leaves, goes to study philosophy and write poetry, writes a poem about, like, you know, farmers just kind of hanging out. (laughs) <laughs> but also, it's, like, weirdly interlaced with a lot of, like, fiercely political commentary on, like, farms getting confiscated to pay for veterans of Octavian's, soon-to-be Augustus's, campaigns. Because after he beat the assassins uh, in a later battle, he's like, Okay, soldiers, I will pay you with lands. Never mind where I got it from. I'm confiscating it from other innocent people and giving it to you guys as thanks for fighting my wars for me. Never kill me, please.
2: Well, that um, way they don't turn into bandits or marauders or whatever. It's like... yeah all you had is pissed off peasants and they don't have combat training <laughs> or how to use sharp objects yeah
4: and then he <laughs> was like okay cool that was fun i'm 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 enjoying this i'm going to do more of this because that poem was like hugely popular um, and it catapulted him into to literary stardom in rome and then he was like i'm going to write about more farms but also i'm going to add more political commentary into it so the fourth uh the fourth book of his um his four book poem the georgics which the second one he wrote was all about bees and beekeeping it was like an instruction manual for different types of farming so the fourth book is all about bees literally all fucking bees Love bees. but it's structured as a way to be like look at you know the the order and the beauty of how how bees organize their society Bees are also a monarchy, which is why Augustus being a king is totally cool, you guys. And it's like, okay, I, I see what you're doing, you you clever asshole bastard. So he's like doing all this like fun, like, yeah, you know, here's like actually decent advice on how to like tend to farm. That's also like highly flourished, highly poetic and embellished and like cutaways to mythological stories. And then also like just like ingraining this fierce like imperial monarchic propaganda. And then that's before he even wrote the book that glorifies, like, Augustus's, like, great, great, great ancestor. It's wild. I'm of nah. the
2: opinion that a lot of the best writing comes from people who don't have a lot going on in their lives. <laughs> like, when they're, they're tending a farm or they're spending a lot of time staring at the stars, and they're like, I've got an idea. Interesting stories about every single one of these things. Or, like, you know what bees are exactly like? everything i just i mean you know if you've got a lot going on you don't have time to sit down and write all that stuff <laughs> i realize that sounds like more of a dunk than i intended it to <laughs>
4: <laughs> best also, writers are fucking losers <laughs> no
2: they just have a lot of free time
0: i also strongly disagree with the fact that like bees are a good representation of humanity because i very rarely see a human get trapped in a pool unless i'm playing sims you know what i'm saying like i bees are dumb as hell actually bees are
4: yeah, bees are yeah. dumb as shit. Which I guess, from like from the the Virgil, uh, the Virgil-like Virgil like propaganda <laughs> angle, is like bees are dumb as shit. They need the monarch. They need to be ruled. But <laughs> yeah, no, bees are are individually adorable. But ver- have you ever seen bees get trapped in flowers with a little butt sticking out? Yeah. It's so cute. It's so the closest yeah.
2: camaraderie I've ever felt with bees as a species is when I was outside with like a soda float, and one by one, these dumb ass little ladies kept coming by going like, wow, sugar water, I'd love to help, 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 help! And I kept fishing them out with my spoon because I didn't want them dying in my soda. And there were like six of them, just by the end, like on the table cleaning themselves off from falling in my stupid soda. And it's like, you'd think after the first two, they'd start like sending messages. (laughs) Like don't go into the the, the pink inviting pool, it's trap. You die, except you get rescued by a giant that calls you an idiot, I don't know. I felt very, (laughs) very close to that. Imagine
4: being six bees sloshed out of your mind on sugar water.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I guess we
0: are. We are technically just humans who constantly try to poison ourselves with stuff and call it college.
4: So (laughs) yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, at least bees are serving a higher purpose of some kind. Anyway, it's very funny that Virgil was Propaganda
4: like... Propaganda <laughs> for Rome, yeah. Well, no, it... I, I, I did have a lot of fun. I, I admittedly could have talked a lot more about, like, why the Aeneid works and is good, because I kind of had to talk about so much other stuff and in, like, fitting my 10-minute time window. I'm like, the Aeneid is good, trust me, go read it, which obviously I'd like to be able to have done a little better than that. But the, the original notes for my video would have turned into like 20 minutes, and I just, I don't, I, I can't. I didn't have yeah. the time for that one in the cards this time, so go read it. Go read the damn thing, it's fun. I think um, there's something
2: very interesting about the fact that a lot of what contributed to Rome's success was that Rome was telling the story of Rome's success the entire time that Rome existed. Like, it wasn't just propaganda. It was like writing its own history and its glorious destiny and why all this stuff was incredibly good and having all these really good poets and stuff being like, Rome is the greatest. So that even after Rome fell, we had all these stories about how Rome was the greatest and people just took them (laughs) uncritically... (laughs) (laughs) At face value for thousands of years.
0: Which is so yeah. different from what we do now, which is we don't really have poets talking about how great America is, we just have trucks with a big American flag on it.
4: <laughs> yeah. And you yeah, know the what, they're right, these and... colors don't run, baby! we to be American! <laughs> uh, the truck itself didn't convince me, but when I saw that the truck had nuts dangling off the back, that's when I knew that we do live in the greatest yes. country on earth.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I've been a big proponent that we need to have, like, truck clits, too. I think that we gotta have that.
2: <laughs> yeah! It's about equality. What about yeah. her story?
0: And there is a there I'm gonna be honest with you, there is a pretty good chance that truck clits have been existent in existence and just dumb men can't know where to
4: find them. The Thank you. Yay <laughs> <laughs> It's just, like, in the box it comes with, like, the instruction, and it was like, where do you think it goes, dumbass?
0: (laughs) Well, I can tell you that it is somewhere in the box, so.
2: In Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series, the uh, island where all the powerful lady-like wizards live is shaped like a whole-ass vagina with, like, a little (laughs) tower where the clit is, and everyone's like, real subtle, Jordan. We never would have guessed you were weird about gender. (laughs) Anyway, so that's our half of things covered. But Armando, what have you been up to recently? Hey,
0: you know, I'm just like thinking about pussy a whole bunch, (laughs) writing books about it. (laughs) Uh, Tell me what's on
2: your mind. Let's unpack this. (laughs) It's already so far off the rails.
0: Uh, well, I, the worst part is, I told you this was going to happen before we started recording. Except, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think I said I was going to go on a 45 minute diatribe about cum, so I guess this is
4: slightly better. Uh, yeah. We were
2: like, do, we, do I have to like not swear? And we were like, no, it's all fine.
4: And then you took it as a challenge, as is your right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Um, I love it Match the energy, we gotta escalate
4: (laughs) So,
0: uh, I work with Funhouse On a show called Must Be Dice uh, As we've talked about a little bit before Season 1 was my baby uh, My sweet darling angel Uh, Basically, the story behind it, okay, is that uh, before I worked for Funhouse, I was uh, going to work for a little-known company called Nickelodeon, and <gasps> uh, they had us do uh, these pilot scripts. And I wrote a script about uh, these camp counselors who worked at a camp where uh, a bunch of weird shit happened in like the national forest. And I started like building out this lore. And picking a bunch of stuff from like um, both uh, like a lot of indigenous and uh, Native American mythology, but also just like different tropes from stories, which is how I came in contact with this thing called Trope Talk. Not a bit, by the way. Uh, this is very real. And I started like using uh, those videos and a lot of other stuff that I would read to sort of build out the mythology and the lore of this world. Um, and then I realized that I liked it too much that I didn't want to give it to Nickelodeon. <laughs> so I scrapped it and saved Ooh. it for myself and spent 12 hours writing a new pilot <laughs> script, <laughs> uh, that was basically Samurai Jack in space. And so, uh. um, <clears throat> that was also good, but did not get go anywhere. Uh. But afterwards I started working for Funhouse, and I, uh, in 2020, I believe, or 2021, I told them, Hey, you know, it would be really fun. What if we did a uh, tabletop role-playing game that was Halloween-themed? There's this game called Dread, where instead of rolling dice, you have a Jenga tower, and you pull the blocks out every time you have to do something, and if the tower falls, then your character dies. And so I adapted one system. of the episodes I wrote uh, and ca- that was called Camp Kiki Mama, which was basically just Jason Voorhees, but like with all this shit added to it. Um, and it went really well, so they let me do a whole season of it. And so I adapted that thing. So basically Must Be Dice season one is only alive thanks to overly sarcastic and trope talk which is oh. what an insane full circle to come
4: around on God. Oh, um but well that is, that is so kind of you because genuinely as i've been watching through the uh, the first few episodes it is so much fun and i've been enjoying it so much so that is that is very i i didn't make the trope talks but i i still find validation <laughs> from that sentence so thank you armando yeah. i appreciate I it i mean all
0: of it, the <laughs> mythology stuff i mean it was really great and, and i don't want to i don't want to get too uh, i i also want to say that it is because of my powerhouse ability to be a creative uh know know superhero.
4: Of course. And yeah, I,
0: it's uh, yes. Yes, you did help, but I am just amazing is what I'm trying yeah. to
4: say. Of course. Of um, course. Always happy to. Be we oblate well. ourselves on the altar
0: of your prowess. <laughs> uh thank you. And you know what? You are welcome that I'm here to do this. <laughs> so, uh no. I I I owe a lot when I was like writing that stuff and it was really fun and like adapting it for a show was really fun and it's a uh comedy horror themed Um, tabletop role-playing show that's really fun, and we care more about story than anything else, which is what I've always wanted to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. Season 2 is what we're working on right now. Season 1 is out, by the way. It's on YouTube. It's on everywhere you listen to podcasts, Rooster Teeth, uh, anywhere you want that. Season 2 comes out, uh, well, by the time this comes out, probably is already out uh, October 18th. Ooh, Um,
2: it'll be
3: yeah it will yeah yeah, it'll be out by the time this podcast is released so check out the show notes for that and check that out
0: season two episode one which is done by um dan schneider who is another funhouse katir that i that i work with who is uh awesome he is doing a more uh fantasy themed show um it is uh like it's very much like lord of the rings uh old or this new like Game of Thrones prequel style stuff, like very fantasy, you know, the Hobbit where like you're following three halflings as they meet a bunch of, weird kooky characters like i play a troll whose name is antrolio gutierrez uh (laughs) and boy is it just like a really fun time and uh i got to help him write it and i used a little bit i I cribbed some stuff off of trope talk again because that's (laughs) it's good it's useful information it's
2: what they're for i'm glad they're they're serving that purpose i mean Honestly when I make them it's just because I love talking about this stuff I love finding patterns in different storytelling and being like this one worked really well this one I'm not sure why let's figure out why and then when actual writers are like this is a useful resource. I'm like, oh, thank God (laughs) Someone's getting something out of this.
0: Yeah, I I mean I like it like I'm a big uh, Student of story theory like you know, obviously uh, basics everyone loves Joseph Campbell and his whole bullshit <laughs> um I also a big fan of like Dan Harmon uh, and Story Circle and like once I, I realized like once I cracked what he was trying to say with that, it was like how I changed as a writer. Um, I've read <laughs> basically every version of Blake Snyder's Save the Cat for like every different medium. Um, and so like listening to these trope things is really interesting and I love like my favorite thing to do is to read about tropes and uh, read about story structure and then watch TV and then be like oh this the
2: catalyst now I see it. <laughs> you uh, see the
4: matrix in real yeah. life
2: <laughs> I have made it impossible for me to normally enjoy most forms of media at this point which I think is it's it's a it's a blessing curse situation oh, yeah.
0: But I, uh, I always like I basically anytime we get to <laughs> out of Blake Snyder, anytime we get to fun and games in the beginning of act two, I'm like, all right, this is where you go pee. If you need <laughs> to pee in, <laughs> uh, during a movie.
1: Yeah, um,
2: yeah this is the low and then everything ramps up. Yeah. Oh, so uh,
0: must be Dice season two. It's going to be really fun. Uh, it's It has been really fun. They're mostly filmed. Um, I'm. It's it's one of those uh, crazy productions that I cannot believe that they let us do. Um, I mean, it, it was written by myself and Dan, uh, mostly Dan, and I, I just kind of like helped with character stuff. Um, everyone's playing all these crazy characters. There's this is a huge cast. Uh, there's full costumes that we all made. Um, I'm I'm literally after this, the next two days of my life, I am like building the soundtrack for the show. Like I am just oh. like locked in my bedroom. Uh, Writing music for a tabletop show Hell yeah Renaissance man Okay (laughs) (laughs) Lost Uh, bitch Red, yeah, the term yeah, is boss yeah, bitch. Right. yeah. Sorry, yes, boss ass bitch. Yes. <laughs> I, like, ass people bitch. who compose
2: music scare the crap out of me because it's one art form I've never been able to get even the slightest bit of an ear for. So I'm just always very impressed.
0: It's just like writing a story. <laughs> I mean, and I mean that sort of as a joke, but you really are. You're like, okay, here's the theme of it. Here's the melody. We're starting off with this. It starts in this sort of valley, and then you sort of build it and build it and build it. And then it hits a crescendo, this climax, and then it sort of like patters out and like. Also, I mean, you are, it's musical storytelling. You're basically being like, here's the theme of this thing. So, like, they're in uh, a safe valley. Uh, So, okay, it's got to feel like a valley. Like, these sounds are tied to emotions that you have. So, like, when you hear music, you will think, like, oh, yeah, this feels, like, safe and, like, home. You know? So, it's it's just an interesting way to tell stories that I... I like so no, yeah absolutely. that's my stuff thanks for letting that me super cool. yell for I feel like it's been five hours um, no <laughs> uh
4: yeah I, I, I'm very excited to see this uh this next season of must be dice however when we see the characters enter into a library room where the bookshelf is one foot away from the wall that's when we're going to sue your ass for plagiarism oh
2: my god <laughs> <laughs> too much Trump
4: talks. it affects your brain uh
0: <laughs> yeah that is actually episode five I'm pretty sure <laughs>
4: But
2: I had nothing to do with that. Incredible. It's it's all
4: Dan. It's all Dan. (laughs) Wow. All
2: right. Well, I'm excited. I'm so excited.
4: I'm I'm excited to watch the rest of season one. I did watch The Moth Band. That was was a fun episode as well. (laughs) I like that one. That that one was Uh, nuts. (laughs) Yeah, that one was
0: pretty terrible. (laughs) I mean, like, in a good way.
2: This is, I mean, I know this is, like, back a few subjects, but when you said, like, you had this pitch and then you were like, I actually love this too much to give it to you, I've always wondered, like, because whenever I have a story idea, I'm like... Like a friggin' dragon on the horde, like, you don't get to touch this. It's all mine. Uh, And, like, then I see people who are like, I've made this as a collaborative effort with this team of people. And yeah, we got our season order cut in half, but we made it work. And I'm like, how? How did you not just, like, start killing people about this? Like, what's going on? Collaboration doesn't make sense.
0: That is the problem of Armando Torres, is that, (laughs) and I think a lot of creators, is that basically if I want to do something, Uh, I have it set in the way that I want to do it and anything that is different from that. And I don't mean anything like, okay, with must be dice. Um, you're collaboratively telling a story because these characters have agency and the choices that they make actually affect the story. And I'm fine with that because as creators, I trust my characters. I like them and I like the way that they would take their story because they have a deep understanding of their character. But if you're not one of those people and you wear a suit and you tell me, what if we did this? I'm going to tell you to go fucking chew my asshole. And I don't care. And I get in trouble for that sometimes where they're like, you have to be more collaborative. And it's like, well, you have to make fucking content first and then you can come to me and tell me what I can do. So yeah, I will constantly do that. I just filmed a show with rooster teeth. It was a, um, one season competitive reality show that is coming out i believe next month and i'm not allowed to talk a a lot about it but i kept having bits and anytime they would tell me no i would go okay well i'm gonna do this anyway and then it would just get done and it was the best part of the episode so powerful incredible (laughs) sometimes you just gotta some, if you truly believe in your art, you get to be an asshole a little bit. And if it works out, then it's fine. But if it doesn't and it's not funny, oh, boy, are you in for a world of hurt. So it's about picking yeah. your battles. Sometimes you have a show and yeah. you're like, this is too good. I don't want to let you have it because then I won't get to do X, Y, or Z correctly. And sometimes yeah. you're like, I'm willing to fight this battle. And I'll make this yeah. with you uh, because I know I can f- beat you in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> so to
1: speak.
2: Oh, fantastic!
4: Physically yeah. and verbally. Yeah. 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 yeah, awesome.
0: I don't want anyone cool. to think that's how Warner Discovery does things. We don't fight over <laughs> what gets done, but no, I will. It's, kick, it's I will kick anyone's
4: ass in, in Warner's uh, C suite.
2: Whew, <laughs> fantastic! All right, beautiful.
4: Uh, I'm I'm even more excited for for season two of Must Be Dice now. Um, so that is coming out um, at time of episode releasing. Can check out the first episode um other announcements osp side of things basically none um if you yeah. ordered the sung wukong vinyl toy those should be showing up or have already shown up by now um the page to order them is also open again now that we actually have like the production produced if you yeah. want a vinyl toy see, go buy one
2: <laughs> Put a link and we are going to have uh different colorways. Uh, we're gonna release a new one every month. So uh, there will be exciting new versions uh, coming out and some of them with like different faces and stuff like that. So uh, just keep an eye on that and we'll we'll try to like promo them whenever they go out yeah. because they are very cool and I'm super happy this thing exists.
4: Collect them all, you'll need a large shelf. Don't, you, you don't need to collect them all, it's fine.
0: No, actually <laughs> you do. And if you don't, you're not a real fan.
4: Oh god! Oh, the gatekeeping begins. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, with that all sorted, we will move on to the Q and A portion of the podcast.
3: Yeah. Hello and welcome to movie. Nope, that's the wrong podcast. Hello and welcome to. The Q&A portion of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast, where we answer your questions from Ask OS Pod on Discord. I have recorded four podcasts in the last 24 hours, please do not <laughs> at me. Uh, <laughs> this first question comes from one of our lovely patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, support the channel, consider becoming a patron for a chance to have your question read first on a future episode. Uh, This first question comes from Maltese Geek. To all, a while ago, there was a Twitter story of a woman looking at a rental property while her husband saw all the signs of it being haunted with a chained door in the basement. My question is, would any of you want to live in a haunted house if it had stuff like a porcelain tub? So basically, how haunted does a house have to be for you to still be willing to live in it? Or how nice does a haunted house have to be for you to just accept it? I think the
2: here's the thing. I don't believe in ghosts and I don't care about them. But I don't like <laughs> messy houses and I don't like it when there's like rot or or mold. So like really decrepit houses I wouldn't want to live in because they're dirty, but a haunted house I would gladly live in if it was nice. <laughs> I've been so watching if the ghost, ghost was files. like
4: like a Victorian era like you know ebenezer scrooge type like that's fine because he probably runs a pretty tight ship is that is Mm. that what you're saying
2: well look here's the thing i recently (laughs) stayed in like a refurbished old victorian house as like a like a bed and breakfast and i was making so many jokes about like oh this place is haunted for sure and nothing spooky happened and i felt so let down so you have to understand where i'm at at this like if it was actually haunted i'd be thrilled uh so if you give me the opportunity to live in like a really nice house but also be like ah oh, they say a white lady resides in the in the attic and the <laughs> ghost of her drowned babies wails in the night i'd be like all right i'm gonna get some new plumbing put in and then i'll be fucking set it'll be great and if there is a ghost hell yeah let's hang out and talk about how i'm reassessing my entire perspective on the afterlife i
0: live in los angeles i've been watching angeles. a lot
2: of ghost files it's been it, it <clears throat> Well, it's fine. I have a lot of fun with it.
0: I live in Los Angeles, so every attic is occupied by a white woman. So,
2: you know. That's just what L.A.'s like at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Always on their Instagrams. (laughs)
1: What?
0: What
4: are, you, are you my fucking grandma?
2: <laughs> I know about Is this, them you, white you ladies. You hear like a
4: periodic like tapping, and it's just like the the nails like scrolling on the phone through the yeah.
0: Instagram. Eventually, it pauses, and you hear a double tap.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a wailing voice comes to you in the night how do i open my email <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: i'd live Can in a. Haunted you buy a house. ring
2: light for yeah. me
0: i would live in a haunted house in a heartbeat when i was yeah. uh, a while back when i was looking at apartments i went to this apartment and uh okay first of all I need to preface this by saying that the apartment I lived in while I was looking was uh, in a very bad neighborhood. Uh, It had no air conditioning. It wasn't set up so that usually when buildings, old buildings, especially here in California, don't have AC, they are set up in a way where if you open the window and the door, it'll create like airflow. Um, Mm, this had none of that shit and also (laughs) it was uh, positioned so that almost at every single point in the day somehow inexplicably uh, the sun would just be hitting it and you would just bake inside of this little rat box and so (laughs) when I was looking at apartments I asked what I'm looking for is something that doesn't have a lot of sunlight (laughs) uh, and is relatively cool which I know makes me sound like a vampire but whatever So I went to go look at this one apartment and they go, yeah, so this one is like, it's great. It's on the first floor. Um, It's actually like all the windows are kind of sort of covered by this like natural foliage. So it's like really cool looking. Um, Also, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really get the sun and uh, it it does stay pretty cool. And I go in there and I like had a chill. Like I (laughs) genuinely was like, wow, this is. Uh, it's June, my guy. I don't know <laughs> why this—it uh, shouldn't be this cold. And then they disclosed to me, because they have to, that uh, the previous tenant died in the home. Uh, to which I asked, and again, this is a beautiful Los Angeles apartment in the heart of Hollywood, California.
1: Oh, ho, ho. And
0: I asked, well, does them dying give me a lower price? <laughs>
1: It wasn't even like,
2: how did they die? Was there like a murder? Is there carbon monoxide? No, it was just like, (laughs) do I get a discount?
1: (laughs) When people fucking die...
2: No, I love it, I love it. Honestly, that's a thing, like that's a real thing. Property values are uh, lowered in properties where there's been like a traumatic event uh, that they have to kind of put in the news. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well that was the thing is that they got offended that I asked if I could get a discount and then my follow-up question was, well, how died, what were they? And they went, what are you talking about? And I went, like a murder or like a die, like were they just old, like how did they die? and then they said they didn't want to disclose that and that they would rather not talk to me anymore and so I didn't get that apartment oh
1: no but oh, I would have a
0: hundred percent if you cut off five hundred dollars from rent I will live with an actively violent exercised ghost or something <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I've lived with roommates that are worse than ghosts is all I'm saying
3: what so, is a ghost yes. if not just like a bad roommate you know and yeah. maybe they're better roommates like, than you most cover of the humans
0: live what's a ghost wow. but a roommate who doesn't pay rent exactly
3: (laughs) Um, i think i would have a different answer to this question if we had had it pop up a month ago but i'm currently trying to move apartments and i think right now i would like end it all for just like a one bed instead of a studio i'm like yeah (laughs) anything any amount of ghosts you want if you give me a separate space to sleep and eat um (laughs) incredible
2: I mean, it's like, just get a carbon monoxide detector and one of those, like, gas leak testers to make sure that you're not going to die in your sleep, and that's why people think it's haunted, and then you're fucking fine. Like, maybe check for some (laughs) of those really low-resonant, like that one frequency that makes your eyeballs vibrate a little bit so you see, like, shadow people. Just, like, make sure nothing like that is happening, and you're fucking fine.
4: Yeah, in, in my previous apartment, um, the one where it always had the the heat uh, going on at random intervals, listen to the early OS Pod episodes, you can hear it. Um, oh, yes. I, I'm sure I saw a couple ghosts, but that was because there was constantly a methane leak into that apartment, so I feel like the two huh. are loose, at least mildly correlated.
2: I mean, yeah. that's the thing, like, if, if I had at any point been predisposed to believe in ghosts, that would have stopped in college when my sleep schedule was so, so awful that I was regularly hitting the levels of sleep depth where you start seeing shadow people. Uh, and I just got so used to it that, like, I'd see someone and I'd look and there'd be nobody there and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, this 6 a.m. is really kicking my ass. So, like, everything has an explanation. <laughs> so it's like, oh, this place is haunted and people die in it. Yeah, that happens. What's the actual thing that's going on? Is there carbon monoxide? Is there a gas pipe right by the bed? I <laughs> even think if ghosts are, are real. real. Yeah, I hope
3: ghosts are real. I would live in a haunted apartment if the rent was good in a good location. I'd live in <laughs> a haunted
2: apartment even if ghosts were real. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: as, a, as a paid member of Warner Discovery, who is constantly <laughs> this month going to be promoting ghost shows with people who insist <laughs> that ghosts are real, I have Ooh. to say, that i think they definitely are real <laughs> i don't care if they're not either no they, this shit doesn't scare yeah. me like yeah go ahead and be in the corner i'm still gonna be a gross asshole i don't care <laughs> like how you often might be like...
3: haunting here but you have to live with me exactly too. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like yeah
0: have fun haunting me and watching me watch television for 12 hours in my underwear eating like <laughs> yeah four i containers hope you like ncis
3: cream. at two in the morning because that's all you're gonna get <laughs> yeah I feel like the
0: ghost would try to exercise me
3: out of it. <laughs> well, Maybe what is a haunting if not, but not but a ghost yeah, trying just... to get rid of you? Yeah, Ghosts yeah, only well. haunt houses when they get a roommate that they don't want. They're like, this guy's got to get out of here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I love like the ghost story where it's like six ghosts like huddling in the bathroom like there's a there's a human out there, the TV's on at three AM. I think I think there's something weird happening out there. <laughs> oh boy. What is oh. what is
0: haunting but the ultimate squatting? I mean, even yeah. in death yeah. you have squatters
1: <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> what a hopeful uh, message this question has landed on. <laughs> You, too, can own real estate uh, after your mortal coil is shuffled
2: on. make sure your carbon monoxide detector has fresh batteries in it. It's very important. Nah,
0: I take them out. (laughs) I live dangerous.
3: All of the smoke alarms in our apartment, like, two weeks ago... they they just I guess were all installed at the same time, and so they all died simultaneously, and so once every other day, there'd just be like a new one would start beeping, and eventually we just took all of them out of the oh wall. We're God. like, oh, no, it'll be fine.
0: You ever? I we can move on from this, but I just want to. <laughs> have you ever like been around somebody whose like smoke detector has died like two years ago, and they've just gotten <laughs> used to the beeping? Mm, have you never no. lived with these Inst- okay my cousin <laughs> my cousin has this and it's great because he'll like post Instagram stories and in it you- he'll just <laughs> like hey what's up y'all I'm just hanging out Boop! uh, you know doing my thing it's just there and anytime you bring I've brought it up before where I've been like hey man do you not hear that and he's like thanks for fucking reminding me dude now I'm gonna hear it for two months and it's like well then change the battery homie
3: it can't
2: possibly be that hard
4: three dollars
2: I think we are all so dedicated to like good recording quality that like the thought of that yes automatically like strikes yeah. me with more dread than any ghost story yeah
3: i've rescheduled <laughs> podcast recordings because the smoke alarm in my building was going off like, yeah absolutely oh not i'm not cutting that out of an episode uh but yeah. we'll we'll catch another question let's see what else folks are wondering a better about better these question days from
4: maltese geek they have yeah. had so many like scroll only back winners. they've had a lot of questions on the pod <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes yeah, scroll back through this audio only single episode <laughs> format
4: I know what I fucking said, Indigo. <laughs>
3: uh, this question comes from Athena06. For both slash all, who would play you in a movie about your life? And for Blue specifically, why is it Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh. I-,
4: <laughs> I have to read the questions as they are. I'm sorry, Blue. <laughs> I, no, I mean, yeah. I uh, One time I did, uh, this is, we covered this in a, a video a very long time ago. I, I took a little, like, a face-like melder and put Adam Driver and Benedict Cumberbatch, it is literally a picture of me. Yeah. I, I, I still have that photo on my computer. Like, the the computer spit it out and it's like, here's what they look like. I'm like, that, fuck, fuck. I'm gonna God say. Damn it. That's
2: because No shade to either of them as people, but Adam Driver and Benedict Cumberbatch are both very strange-looking men in completely opposite directions.
1: If you average
2: them, you get a normal, good-looking person. Okay,
0: I'm glad that ended the way that it did. (laughs) Because you went, you went, look, the two things that make you up are
2: weird as shit, right? (laughs) And totally in different ways.
1: Yeah, Every the... time when people
2: diss you, I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? Anyway, uh, I actually the have an answer it's about for this. The lineup. Oh, yeah, yeah, Red, who was playing. I need to look this up uh, because at some point, somebody sent me a picture. <sighs> there it is, okay. Her name is Shailene Woodley. She plays oh, the main yeah. character in Divergent. Oh, and uh, yeah. they dropped oh, yeah. like a what like it. a poster when, when it swapped from movie to TV show because it was doing so badly. Uh, they had this picture of her hair loose, black tank top. And I was like, oh, it's like me, but prettier. (laughs) Great. So if you're making a movie of my life, it's got to be Shailene Woodley in that exact outfit.
4: For me, I think what it would be is like, um, it's Henry Cavill, but from the first 20 minutes of Captain Mm. America, that's that's mm. it. That's like it. shrunk
2: <laughs> Henry Cavill from when he was in Stardust, pre-serums. Uh, Steve Rogers <laughs> Pre-serum, is what you're saying. Yeah, pre-super Henry serum
4: Henry Cavill.
1: <laughs>
2: also, I have to do a secondary answer because when I was little, the only thing anybody ever said was, "Anyone ever tell you you look so much like Hermione?" So uh, if Emma Watson still had the hair, be Emma Watson. But again,
0: <laughs> I got it. I think the answer depends on what the movie is about you know what i mean Mm. like like for you blue specifically like if it's a movie about how you guys created this like media empire that actually like (laughs) helped a bunch of people create like other content and it's like this really cool uplifting story then like i would see them not casting you weird they'd probably be like like I could see you being played by Dave Franco. You know what I mean? Oh. Like
2: <laughs> The other That's Frank, the good Franco. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's so far.
2: The good Franco
4: so, <laughs> so far.
3: An important guy. Until category. he yeah. proves us
4: wrong. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, yeah
0: You're on thin ice, Dave. Similarly, <laughs> similarly I see like uh like probably like for you red like maybe like Jennifer Lawrence. Like they would cast Ooh. you as Jennifer as Jen Lawn. Jen Lar, <laughs> Jen Lar. <laughs> uh, but then if this is like an actual like a movie about how like you guys are real pieces of shit, then I see it getting <laughs> weird and the casting like yeah. that's when you get cast as Benedict Cumberbatch or Adam Driver, and then Red you get uh, Anya Taylor Joy.
2: Anya, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You get yeah. these people who are like fantastic actors, and this is has nothing to do with them, but they just have facial features that go. Ugh.
2: <laughs> they, they look a little bit what? uncanny valley through no fault of them. Yes. They're perfectly lovely actors and people, but there's just something about them.
4: I and love like, What did okay, their parents like... do with the sliders and the character creation screen? <laughs> okay. just a couple of them okay. are a little... <laughs>
2: so Anna Taylor-Joy looks a little bit like she was made in the Skyrim character creator. We don't hold that against her. She's very talented what? and very pretty. Inf- just in a slightly like wood elf kind of way. <laughs> in
0: fairness to her parents, they thought that they could change them after they started the game. So it's uh. not... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) fully on them also like yeah this is not an insult to these people because i love an unconventionally attractive person you know what i mean like that person where you're like you look different (laughs) Um, (laughs) well that's the
2: thing it's it's sort of a paradox simultaneously it's like beauty standards are sort of an ideal of conformity but the most beautiful people are the people who stand out and are striking um yeah Mm -hmm. I just don't see it with Benedict Cumberbatch, but that's just me. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I could see it. The moment you said it, I could see it. And that's what's worse for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean, we're, uh, not,
0: we're not wrong. <laughs> I think what sucks for me is that, like, I am an actor. And so many times uh, I've gone to auditions. And auditions are a weird thing because you'll walk into a room and see, like, 20 different versions of just yourself uh oh like you're you're always like as humans you want to believe like i am an individual and the things mm-hmm. that make me me are truly individual and uh this is like who i am and i stand apart from everyone else and then you go to an audition and you see 20 of yourself and you're like oh sick dope <laughs> actually <laughs> actually i am one of i am a type actually so which one of you committed
4: that? the crime that has us all in the lineup today <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: know for a fact because these are real actors that um, that got me that got roles that I auditioned for and I saw them in the audition uh, Felipe Esparza would probably play me comedian Ooh. and uh, new actor Felipe Esparza uh, <laughs> Manny from Modern Family would probably play me younger <laughs> um, I've I've always said and insisted that I should play young fidel castro that's the that's the claim that i'm going for we he was he was six foot three i'm six foot five uh i look good in a in a military jacket we've both got the same fucked up facial hair we've got the curly black hair i've got frosted tips right now which can't prove he didn't have and yeah i think that i it's a twofold question basically i'm saying like if it's a good movie Manny for Modern Family. If it's a bad movie where it's about all the crimes I committed that I haven't been arrested for yet, then it's going to be Felipe Esparza.
3: Fantastic. Or excellent.
0: Dave Franco. Ah. Dave. <laughs> no. None of this James
4: bullshit. None of this Double James bullshit. He doesn't get to yes. be
0: Fidel and Armando. Okay, you can't have <laughs> both.
3: Yes. And um, you go, what you got. In the third grade, someone at lunch told me that I looked like Taylor Lautner's cousin. And I think for narrative through lines, it's only appropriate (laughs) that that be who plays me in a movie. Um, And I don't have a serious answer. I'm just going all in on that one. Do you mean mean Taylor
0: Lautner? Or do you literally mean like, we'll find Taylor Lautner's cousin?
3: (laughs) No, no, I mean Taylor Lautner okay. playing his theoretical. I don't know if Taylor Lautner has any cousins, so I can't make that claim. Come on. I'm not well, going to look Googled up his it.
2: There are some pictures of him hanging out with dudes that look slightly similar to him.
3: Um. Okay, new idea. Taylor Lautner and all his cousins, and they just swap out throughout the movie periodically so that it's kind of like who really is Indigo, you know? Um, perfect. perfect. I think you really get funky with it. Uh and I don't, I don't really have a good serious answer, so that's just what I'm going to land on for this, I think. <laughs> Shout oh. out to that person in the third grade. <laughs> Whoa,
0: I found a picture. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. Let me see if I can share this. I'm putting it in the chat. Boop. There we yes, go. Yes. Nope,
3: yes. It won't
0: let me. Come no. on. There we go. Let's right. see.
4: Let's
2: oh, yeah. See. It's, the, it's the teenage girl that happens to look exactly like Taylor Lautner in a wig.
4: I think we lost oh, wow. Indigo. Yeah, Indigo fully left. Oh, no. Wow, that was. All right, well, we we can't move on to the next question. We've got to just do crime uh, until, ah, Indigo's back. uh, Uh, Oh, Indigo's
2: coming back. I was rejected from my. (laughs) We had
4: 15 (laughs) glorious seconds of of confused freedom, which we we squandered.
2: I'm going to turn on the spirit box so she can communicate with
3: us through the white noise.
0: Was it that insulting of an image? (laughs)
3: Uh, uh, as another tech professional i was trying to scroll down using two fingers and i scrolled left instead and i went back to the poor joint studio oh my god we can move on but i just forgot
0: how hot taylor latner was
3: (laughs) he's he's an attractive man a lot of people were team jacob we're talking about unconventionally attractive people it's like I I swear
2: I'm not trying to be mean, I'm an artist I pay attention to how people's faces are arranged and he happens to look a little bit like somebody squinched in his features but in a way that's very striking
4: I can't even hear you, I'm looking at him You know from like the Twilight, you know, fan days, you know, back in the the, the mid-2010s, there's probably someone who's like you know, I Taylor Lautner, but like hotter as a wolf
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know those Almost people certainly. exist. Of they course, they exist. <laughs> oh, Taylor
0: Lautner, um, you are just a gorgeous man.
2: <laughs> What's Taylor? I Hope up he's emotionally recovered from being in Twilight. I'm looking uh, at him.
0: Apparently, he's uh, returning to acting in Home Team on Netflix as a long-suffering Pee-wee hmm. coach. What's weird about him, and I don't know how to explain this, is that his face looks like 2005. <laughs>
2: like he is is it not the hair it's not he's kind of got the guy fieri style he's he's
0: changed up the hair throughout the years he just like his something about his face it just it's like it's hot but it's not like modern day hot it's like 2005 Mm. hot
2: it's like sometimes you look at a person and you're like man in in like the renaissance era Mm -hmm. every painter would have killed to have you as his model but now it's just like well, you, you don't have the you, you aren't yassified sufficiently, but <laughs> 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 you know beauty standards shift, and sometimes people really look like they're from different eras. And Taylor Lautner does really embody 2005.
4: I would love for Taylor Lautner to play a bad guy in the next Batman movie, so we can relive oh. the the Edward versus Jacob rivalry.
2: Oh, I dearly I hope so they bad. do that. Fucking Taylor Lautner is hush old friend <laughs> turned villain.
4: <laughs> I want to see Taylor you heard
2: Lautner. Here as first the Joker. Warner Bros. Ooh, uh, they already cast that guy uh, as the fucking re- the guy from Eternal. Yeah, they could recast. him he's to- in one scene. <laughs>
0: imagine Taylor Lautner being a more. Imagine Taylor Lautner coming out and being like, um, I'm the Joker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: pulls off like Batman,
3: the Mission Impossible style been, mask <laughs> just runs out the <laughs> <mouth. That's true>. <laughs> no <laughs>
0: he peels off on a motorcycle and he's just yelling yeah, I'm the
3: Joker <laughs> 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 oh I would give anything to see that version of the Batman uh... <laughs> mm. alright we gotta get to more questions at some point so Sorry. let's ask one this yeah. comes from Bird Nerd. to all milk or cereal first Cereal first. Yeah, 100%
4: take cereal. take us for? Yeah. Next question.
2: Because otherwise <laughs> the <laughs> cereal floats Next, on top. It's over. It's done. Get it out of here. Get the <laughs> None of us are
4: Russian sleeper agents. It didn't work. Next question. <laughs> who, who put, hold on, who puts the milk in
0: first?
2: Right? I don't understand it. I don't I know. I thought How maybe we'd get one weirdo
3: on the game. podcast and then, like, we could debate that, but obviously we're all on the same page on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're representing a united front for once. Anyway, get him out of here! <laughs> just, I,
4: I would no, love right. to see like, like the cereal first purists though like on the other side of this who like, if they finish their bowl of cereal and they want some more cereal, it's like, mm, this milk? Taint it, dump it out, put in more cereal <laughs> first, and then put in more milk.
2: You don't just drink the milk and then start a new bowl? No,
4: but like, uh, I'm imagining because, like, you know, oh, yeah. if someone's like, I can't have milk, and like, they, they're such I a curious about it. To the milk. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I go a step yeah. further
0: yeah. new bowl, new, straight up, <laughs> new everything.
3: Do you have monsters. a dishwasher? Yeah, I guess all
0: right, that is the only time I've ever put in milk first is when it's already in the bowl from the last bowl that I just did yeah. decimate by the way.
3: <laughs> 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 okay. All right. This next question comes from Trebjan. Trebjan? Who knows? Treb-jan. Uh, to all, if you were in a the Muppet universe or a movie, would you be a Muppet or a human? Are you Muppet or ma'am? Oh, Oof.
2: I would love to be a Muppet. I think like, but here's the thing, here's the thing. There's, there's an intersection in these Venn diagrams and it's Tim Curry and Muppet Treasure Island, the most <laughs> Muppety man to ever walk this earth. So I think like person who fully acts like a Muppet would be the ideal, but if I had to choose, I would love to be a Muppet.
0: I don't think you're well, wacky I'm, enough. I'm a person.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> but I think being a Muppet would allow me to truly unleash the power within, the animal within, as it were.
0: You got to be mean. wacky beforehand. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm uh, coming, I'm coming out and saying, it. I'd hate to insult you on your own show, but I just don't think you're whimsical enough, dog. Don't think I'm
1: whimsical
2: <laughs> enough to be a muppet. I have Ooh. to reevaluate my entire existence.
4: Red, How will <laughs> uh, you, how will you emotionally, psychologically, and financially recover from this? <laughs> well,
2: I think that uh, there's going to be an explosion, and I'm going to be flung bodily while somebody ADRs me going ah <laughs> over it, uh, <laughs> loose and floppy, as it were.
0: I feel like there are real life stories about me as a human being that you're like, yeah, that's some Muppet ass shit, dog. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, I think you're right that like, I think if you are too wacky of a human, it's just like, well, what, what, what adventures would they get into with the Muppets? I feel like Mm -hmm. you're right that the humans in the Muppets are one or the other. They're either like the There's a weird noise in my apartment. I think it's haunted. Ghosts. There's two types of good. humans that your interact.
2: <laughs> Just don't ask immediately after they tell you somebody was murdered.
0: Yeah, apparently that's a no-no. <laughs> There's two types of humans Much that of interact birds. with Muppets. There's people that are wacky and uh, play into what the Muppets are doing, and they're sort of like a nice like. Um, they're usually seen as, like, the people that are, like, the leader of the Muppets, usually, like, the kind of antagonistic people. Like, you see it in, mm. this is different from Muppets, but, like, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit or the new one with Andy Samberg and John Mulaney that I can't remember. Uh,
3: Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Uh, oh, yeah, God. Chip and Dale. Yeah,
0: that one. Uh, the stripper thing. <laughs> um yeah we're like you know it's i mean you're i guess those are both bad examples because they're led by <laughs> <not> <laughs> the animated characters but you know what i mean they're more human than animated uh and then you have the people that are like the straight man to the muppets insanity mm-hmm. and so the
2: michael Caines and yeah. Uh, yeah um christmas carol yeah
0: so i think i don't know i want to say muppet i think i'm already living that muppet lifestyle
2: I actually thought of the correct answer for me. Uh, I think I agree that I am not wacky enough to be a Muppet, but I am exactly a Fraggle. (laughs) In fact, a specific Fraggle already existing whose name is Red, who I've felt a deep kinship with since my early days. So, I mean, all they do is fuck around all day and hang out and sing songs and tell stories and and live the dream and steal vegetables from hard-working giants. So, ideal. Perfect. Anyway, Blue, what about you?
4: (laughs) I'm... As like all the other questions that we've gone through on this episode so far, I'm I'm human as shit.
2: I was gonna say, I (laughs) don't know, straight
4: now. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: right. Know your fucking place.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You bended Cumberbatch ass looking (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker. No
1: No man who can be played by Dave
0: Franco can be a Muppet.
2: Ooh, Basic okay.
4: bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's good. You could be the very special guest star.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh <my> God, yeah. <laughs>
3: exactly. go what you got? Uh, on all levels except physical, I am already gonzo, so, so I feel like I'm going Muppet. <laughs> 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 Okay, we got two Muppets, a Fraggle, and a human. This is perfect. Yeah. Okay, all right.
2: Awesome. I'm well, ex- have- I want the fan art from this episode on my desk by Monday. <laughs> or like Friday, because yeah. this goes up on Wednesday. It's just
3: a picture of blue. So you got to Photoshop Gonzo in. You got to Photoshop Red in. And then you have to make a Muppet version of Armando for us. And but they that don't the- know yeah. what I
0: look like, so they just made a Muppet of the kid from Modern Family.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I would so say that was, my, that was my...
2: That was my favorite part of every Muppet Show episode, when they would make a special Muppet version of the guest star.
3: That was always just solid gold. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we have time for one last question here. So, Red, as per usual, this is your warning to prepare the outro. We have a guest, Mm -hmm. so please, you know, really be on it this time. I'm sure you've been preparing Mm -hmm. for weeks. Uh, This question comes from Skyf the Ranger. To all, if you could have any D&D magic item in real life, what would you choose and why?
4: Ooh. Indigo, what would you do with a ring of water walking?
3: <laughs> well, I'd walk on some freaking water, blue. Thanks for asking. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is a reference to a uh, a long-running joke in our home campaign where Indigo's character got a ring of water walking very early and then never didn't fucking had an opportunity ring of water to use it. For I purchased two at years. full price
3: a ring of water walking on a landlocked <sighs> yeah. continent, and then we didn't encounter a body of water for two years. And um, oh, I- what just- does it mean to be oh. a landlocked continent? A continent well, is by its definition demarcated by water. we didn't know where the ocean was by water. at the po- start of the game, ah. and we didn't see the ocean until two years in, and by that point, it was kind of... There was no way we were leaving this land.
0: I got two questions. First question, Red, yeah, can you absolutely. say the item that they're talking about for
2: me? Ring of water walking. Okay.
0: So, yeah. then Blue and Indigo, why you say that word all fucked up?
2: <laughs>
3: oh, I said it
0: wrong to make fun of Indigo.
3: <laughs> it's the
2: Philly coming out.
3: I, listen, just because... People in this world don't acknowledge that Philly's been on it since day one, and understands that words should be pronounced in a more interesting way. Doesn't mean that y'all gotta come for me on my podcast.
0: Mm, <laughs> it's mm. Woodard.
3: Yeah. in this I, world.
0: I will gladly help you cheer for the <laughs> Igles, but I will die mm-hmm. before I will say Wooder.
3: <laughs> uh, that's a respectable All trade-off. Right. I can accept this uh, this truce at this time. Uh, so yeah. I as, know, maybe. As, the, as established the by H. the uh, british
4: person okay. who said that i'm american but my voice actually sounds nice the worst insult i'll ever receive in my life uh, <laughs> i have a very basic <laughs> midwestern like standard accent
2: <laughs>
3: yeah yeah this is a everyone thinks they issue. sound like
2: generic american but it, for the midwest it's kind of true yeah
0: blue has what i like um, to call a flyover accent <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Devastating uh, Anyway anyone who says n- Anything but the bag of holding Is a dirty liar because come on We've all experienced the pain of moving How much easier would that be if you just had a bag To hold all of your shit but also yeah. I recognize That this is the boring practical answer um,
0: This is why you'll never be a Muppet <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, rude. I'm gonna pretend like I'm not devastated uh, and I'm gonna say that I want the masquerade tattoo, which is a magical tattoo that you can redesign while it's still on your body. Uh, and uh, also you can uh, use it to cast disguise self, which so I don't think I would So you can pretend to be use. a Muppet. All right, let's not get into what I would use disguise self <laughs> for theoretically. I just personally like the idea of being able to like have a tattoo and be like, I'm not feeling this and then just do it somewhere else. Yeah, like that'd be cool. I've said for years, for so many years that I'm not sure I actually hold this opinion anymore. I've wanted like one of those rad shoulder tattoos, but I feel like you need a certain base level of buffness to really pull one of those off and I haven't reached that level yet. So I think that having the option to be like, am I feeling it? No, I'm not ripped enough yet. Uh, Let's <laughs> put it somewhere else for now. I, got a, I just think that would be very I fun. got a
0: bunch of dumbass tattoos. All you need to get a tattoo Hell is yeah. $200 and a disrespect for your own body.
2: And, <laughs>
4: and you
0: too can regret something four years down the line.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Red, if you want a tattoo that can just like change, just, just find a Sharpie. here's the
2: thing here's the thing i've been drawing on myself my whole life and my mom is an artist who knows like the dangers of different art materials and she'll be like you absolutely cannot draw on yourself with things that aren't designed for human skin uh so instead what i have is a lot of those like fancy like glittery eyeliner pens uh, like stuff like that because they're designed to draw on the human body Uh, And I actually recently tested them all out to make sure I didn't have a reaction, and they didn't wash off fully, so I still have weird little fucked up marks on my arm. Uh, So that's a long tangent for why uh, this magic item is the best choice, because I can kind of just have it anyway. (laughs) I
0: don't know that this counts as D&D, because, uh, full disclosure, I haven't played a lot of straight up and down D&D. Usually it's like (gasps) homebrew games, and then also most of the tabletop I play is like... Uh, kids on bikes monster of the week just stuff that i like a lot more than classic dandy yeah. right. when we played um a, uh, when we played a a trial run of fave which is the system we used for must be dice season two out now <laughs> uh <laughs> it's it's basically uh, a rip on nave which is itself a module of dnd um so it's like a more simplified rules light system they uh the dungeon master made an item that was essentially allowed me to eavesdrop on any conversation in a collection of uh still water so anytime there was still water i could eavesdrop on a conversation within like something crazy like a hundred miles or some shit uh, and what eventually, because there was no still water, what I did was uh, I pee-peed in a bowl and then I used <laughs> that to listen in on a conversation and the trade-off was that it was slightly distorted but i could still hear everything
2: and that Improvise,
0: fucking adapt, overcome if you i you can at any time if you can pee, you can listen in and i think that that rocks i think it's an awesome tool and i utilize oh, the so hell good. out of it
1: wow
3: uh, I'm still looking through this uh, this very large wiki page of all. Yeah, of the D&D I know I'm the one who pulled items. the question and asked it, and I know I produce and play on a Dungeons and Dragons podcast regularly, but uh, I don't know the magic items by heart, so I just pulled up D and D Beyond on my phone, <laughs> and be like, what are some f- cool stuff that you can do? Because the only one I know. is Oh, the you know Skywalker. what I've decided? I want I want the cloak of the bat.
2: while wearing this cloak you have advantage on stealth checks in an area of dim light or darkness you can grip the edges of the cloak with both hands and use it to fly at a speed of 40 feet (laughs) wow you do lose the flying speed if you ever fail to grip the cloak's edges while flying in this way or if you are no longer in dim light or darkness so somebody hits you with a spotlight and you just plummet um but i just love how somebody clearly stated up i want to do the batman thing you know (laughs) i want to do the thing with in batman where he has the cape and he goes whoosh like a bat
4: <laughs> That's One time want. I wrote a paper for an engineering class about like what materials you would need to build a Batman glider cape. It got an A. Mm. It was not a good paper, but it got an A. I remember
2: <laughs> having this conversation. We were very excited about the possibilities of like memory metal and memory plastic mm, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You,
4: you need to heat it up, and then it would go, it would go rigid, which, God, phrasing. Ugh.
0: One time I attached a bed sheet to a hoodie and jumped off of a really tall ladder because I thought it would let me Batman, and it didn't work, and I hurt myself very bad. So, you know, we're similar oh, people, no. Blue.
2: <laughs> Who among us hasn't tried to fly with a blanket cape? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we we're both
4: scientists pushing the boundaries of, of the human mind yeah. and how much pain legs can take when landed. on. Did you on. guys
2: know that the folding boat from Norse mythology is also an item in D anD D Five E called folding boat? Wait. <laughs> yes.
0: What, like a boat that, like a portable boat.
2: A boat Basically. that folds up. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Twelve inches long, six inches wide, and six inches deep.
3: That's eminently manageable. It weighs I think four pounds. You could pounds fold it, it floats, up in, in like, like or origami floats. to make it look like it was folded like a little boat. You know, like when you do those like paper ones. Ah.
4: But also, <laughs> like imagine sex. like you fold it kind of wrong, and you fold something in the wrong order. So like there's the prow just like sticking out in an odd <laughs> just angle. Just like one mass. Like full when you get in, like, a,
2: like a Transformers toy, but you kind of don't have it in the right order. So like the head is still sticking out of something weird. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. God, there are um, a lot of these items. Yes, I do think a strong contender is the uh, marvelous pigments where they just let you paint something and then it becomes real. Just there's a lot of flexibility Ooh. in that, um, Whoa. and it's free art supplies, which paint's expensive, man. <laughs> it gets up there. Yes, that's true. Let's you see. Can, paint, can you paint more little... paint?
0: Uh, How recursive is this? The ring of contrarianness. Uh, the ring of contrarianness, which as you might have suspected forces the wearer to disagree with everything anyone (laughs) says
3: wow do you need a ring for that or could that just be like a
4: life choice
3: Oh,
2: that's actually you
4: know, my personality. Also, it forces you to say <laughs> you're just asking questions.
2: It would be so fun to use that on one of those like one of us always tells the truth, the other always lies pairs. Because I feel like that would really fuck with their heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: it's Like,
2: no, my gimmick, my bit. <laughs>
4: yeah. Going Blue, back do you have to any uh, item for me? This oh. this is not yeah yeah this is not a magic item from D and D, but I would want the tuxedo from the movie, The Tuxedo, where if you put Aww. it on, you become good at kung fu. And only <laughs> when you're wearing it. So there's a scene where Jackie Chan is only wearing the pants of the suit, so he can do a lot of cool kicks, but his arms are useless in the fight and he's trying to grab the suit jacket. I just, the possibilities for comedy with a magic item that makes you good at fighting by wearing it are too much to pass up. I <laughs> this love is the that only Wilson time in my movie? life
3: that someone has organically brought up the movie The Tuxedo. Uh, I think yeah. in any conversation,
4: it's.
0: <laughs> oh, I man. haven't heard of this movie, but it's awesome to know that there's a martial arts version of
4: Like Mike. <laughs> 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 oh, God. That's exactly what it is.
3: <laughs> All media is God. recursive. It just comes looping back around. um
4: I watched Like Mike and Space Jam close together at a very young age. It took me until I was like (laughs) 11 to realize they were different movies.
0: (laughs) I think what's even better is that if you watch those really young in your formative years, you're just like, wow, basketball is magical. (laughs) 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 It's not the training and the years of expertise. It's actually all magic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, fantastic. Now, if um, I also well,
4: watched Airbud at the same time, that would have completed it. Yeah, yeah a a fascinating yeah.
3: movie. Really gets into the heart of how important loopholes are in the legal system. Uh, but we also are coming up on time for the podcast, so I think
1: mm-hmm.
3: with our collection of pondered items and uh, the party formed, that's time for Red to take us out. So Red, please. Do our outro as nicely as you can. There's no rule that says a dog can't run for president. <laughs> Airbud two, Air Force
2: one. Yeah, oh, thank right? you all so much there are so for many, many more. more Air Bud no wait, hold on.
4: Someone asked this in the Discord, so we can do this later. What are other fascinating permutations of Airbud, but not for basketball? Okay, sorry, <laughs> Red. Continue.
2: Thank you all so much for listening. As always, we'll be back in two weeks with another brand spanking new episode of the OzPod. Uh, possibly there may also be bonus episodes. I genuinely don't remember where that's happening on the schedule. uh Um, uh, Check out the various things we recommended at the midway part of this episode, Uh, things to check out. They're all good, good stuff, fun stuff. You thought I was going to prepare this better, but really, I'm always flying by the seat of my pants, which I think is very Muppet behavior of me. Uh, (laughs) As always, uh, I've been (laughs) read...
4: I've been Blue, and Armando, thank you so much for joining us on this episode uh, Actually,
0: I've been Brown. Thank you.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I feel comfortable using that color n- nickname, but I appreciate that you've claimed no. it, so nobody else Look can. Look me in the eyes and
0: call me Brown. <laughs>
2: I don't think I'm going to do that, which I think is good Muppet and bad boy behavior of me. And this has been an Overly Sarcastic Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us today, Armando.
0: Bye, everybody.
2: (laughs) Bye.
3: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. We'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming on October 2nd and keep an eye on your podcast feeds for potentially some spooky bonus content in the interim. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider becoming a patron. Links to all of that and our guest Armando's content can be found in the show notes below. Go give him a look, give him a listen, see what you like, and we'll catch you guys all on a future episode.